Hello, welcome on a new episode of Over Morrow's Library, a podcast series for the Center of Contemporary Arts in Geneva. Today, we are here with a very special guest, Arturo Campagna. He's an expert of children's books and stories and puppets, and he will be with us to discuss how to write books for children. Arturo, thank you for coming on our podcast. It's okay, thank you. So, My name is Alpha Campagna. Mm-hmm. I, I read lots of Rondad books. And, and how I, old are you? Six. So you read a lot of Roald Dahl books. That's yes. very nice. And also Gianni Rodari we read sometimes. Yes. So do you want to tell me a little bit, before we start, about Roald Dahl and Gianni Rodari? Do you like reading stories? Um, yeah. Why do you like reading stories? What do you like about stories? Well, I just like it like, I know more things. And what kind of stories do you like more? Arthur and the Sword in the Stone. Oh, King Arthur and the Sword in the Stone. Mm-hmm. Dragon books also, mm-hmm. and lots of other things. Are they adventure stories that you like best? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why do you like adventure stories? I like. I I feel like I'm doing an adventure. Ah, okay. And when you read the stories by Roald Dahl, you are in a scary adventure, though. Um. Yeah, like the witches. Or um, James and the Giant Peach. Well, at at the first. Spirit of James and Giant Peach is like almost a little bit sad. Why are you sad? Because like in James and Giant Peach at the at the start, his parents get eaten by a rhino. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of these. All the characters in Royal Dance seem to lose their parents. Why yeah. do you think the hero is always alone? I don't know. <clears throat> Would you like to be a hero that is alone like that? No, I would hate it. <laughs> but if you read a book by Royal Dahl, you are a bit that hero. Yeah, that's true. Does it make you scared? Well, a tiny bit. Not a lot. Do you like being scared by the stories? Yes. Um, and what is your favourite Royal Dahl story? My favourite Royal Dahl story is George's Marvelous Medicine. Ah, can you tell me the story? When, like, George, like, stays alone with her grandma, when his mum and dad are at work, then his grandma always is the boss of him and his grandma has to have a medicine every time a day. But instead, he wants his grandma to, like, maybe, like, disappear. (laughs) So so he grabs like lots of things like soap, hair dye and lots of other things. So almost a hundred things. He gets a really big pot and his grandma says always, Are you done yet, George? And George always says, One more hour until it's your medicine. <laughs> but but when he gives had the medicine, she like pops out of the ceiling on the house and she goes up all the way like out out of the house. Her heads break out and like when when George's dad looks at 
that he says, we have to do that for all the animals because <laughs> he runs a farm. So he made, so he thought, so he forgot how to make the medicine and his ma and his dad buyed everything for the medicine but he forgot it all. So lots of different shapes gone out. <laughs> Uh, when do you think about the books by Roald Dahl? I think they're great. They're great. Why are they so good? Because he like uses lots of time. He doesn't use the colors for the pictures. That's the only thing. But I like without the colors. Sorry, I don't. I didn't get that. He doesn't use the colors of the pictures. Yeah, he doesn't use like coloring pencils or colors for the pictures. Ah, so the pictures are just black and white. Yeah. And you like that? Yeah. Why do you like that better? Both. Hmm. Uh huh. I didn't think that. So you prefer a book with pictures in black and white? Yeah. Well, with like a little bit of color. Because you can imagine the colors yourself. Yeah. Ah. And let's think about another writer, Gianni Rodari. Do you remember that book by Gianni Rodari that is titled La Torta nel Cielo, The Pie in the Sky? I think that one is really good because he used lots of time of writing it and he like was confident when he wrote it. Yeah? Okay. Maybe I can tell the story to our listeners. So there is a scientist that wanted to build an atomic bomb, but by mistake, he built a massive cake that floats in the sky. Yeah. And like there were like two children that was looking at and the police said, uh, and they thought it was it was like a bomb, mm-hmm. the cake. So this, so the police said, "Everyone, go in the underground, go in the underground. There's a bomb!" <laughs> but they didn't think it was a bomb. They thought it was a cake, and they went inside. No, no, no they thought it was a bomb. Even the children. Ah, maybe I missed that bit. But then, in the end, the book is all about the fact that it's much better to make cakes than to make bombs. Yeah. You think it's good when when there is a, a children's story that teaches you a good lesson? Yeah. When there is a story that tells you what you should do and what you should not do, that you should not make bombs, that you should make cakes. Yeah. It doesn't annoy you that yeah. the writer tells like, you. Like, instead of bomb, you can drop a cake on a really big cake on a city and then the whole city will start <laughs> eating cake. But when, when the teacher tells you, do this or do that, it's a bit boring, right? But when the story tells you, do this, do that, it's not boring. Why? Yeah. Well, I think they, like the writers just like, think of it like how to, like if it is real, like if it's really happening. And when there is a story, there is always a protagonist. What is your favorite protagonist? What is it like? Well, it's like... I feel like when like I read a book of like whatever it's really happening. Mm-hmm. So you want a character that is a bit like you? Yeah. And what if the character was an animal? Would well, you like it more or less? I think more. Because it would be more adventurous because because that animal could get killed or not. So it'd be adve- so so I'd be surprised if the animal didn't get killed. And when you think of surprise, who is more surprising? Gianni Rodari or Aldal? I think Gianni Rodari, because in one of his books, he actually thought really good 
actually because he did like lots of planets like the chocolate planet, the sugar planet, the paper planet and all the other planets. Like where, where like their hair's made of pipes. <laughs> That's a story of Giovannino Perdigiorno who travels among all the planets in the universe. Yeah. Books, books. But there's also cartoons or video games. Do you think also cartoons, I mean, most of video games tell a story, right? Yeah. Which one of these tells the story better? I think cartoons. Uh -huh. Because, like, if you read a book of something, then it could be on TV also. Mm-hmm. It's better. Like, like, if you read the story of Ramon and Sita, it's also a cartoon. Tell, tell our listener which story you're talking about. Ram and Sita. Ramayana. Yeah. Yeah. It's an Indian epic and it's very good. And it's also a cartoon, we found out. Yeah. So, so like, I think, like, if you read a book of something, then if you watch it on TV, then it also tells you something because it can be a little bit different. And you, pref you prefer cartoons? How yeah, do you I, I prefer both. Both. How do you think a writer of books for children should write their books to be more like cartoons? I think, like, maybe, like, if he did already a cartoon and he's trying to write a book like the cartoon, then he could a little bit copy the cartoon and a little bit invent uh -huh. more. But do you think more drawings on the page? Yeah. Uh, do you think the writers use words that are too difficult sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. I, th I think sometimes, like, the writers use, like, words that don't even exist. Like, <laughs> if, like, somebody got really mad in the story, they would go, like, <laughs> And you like that? Yes. Uh -huh. It's too funny. So, more words that don't exist. So, imagine that uh, among your listeners, there is a writer. And imagine that you're telling them how to write better. What would you tell them to write better? Maybe like, be more confident, take lots of time and think how you're going to do the book and think that it's really happening and what you would do. What you would do? Yeah. That's a good idea. But maybe what it means that the writer, if it's a story for children and the protagonist is a child, so the writer has to think that they are a child. How can a grown-up think like a child? What should a grown-up do? Maybe, like, a child, like, if he's at school, like, writing a story, then I think he'll take lots of time because the teacher is, would tell him mm. to take lots of time. And I think he would. I think he would, like, think like he is the person, the main character, and what he would do in the in that story, would he fight? Would he be an animal? Would he escape from a giant's, giant's cave or whatever? And that's how you write the stories sometimes? Well, yeah. I I actually one time write it in a book which was really written in and put a new character, which was called A. Oh, you, you inserted a new character in a book. Yeah. Mm, that's good. But when your character, which is you, because you are in the story, yeah. when they find it a scary part, 
Oh, do you like writing those bits or imagining those stories, the scary stories? Yeah, so I, because I think like people that would read them would like like it a little bit more because they would be like more adventurous. But also, I was thinking because you know my job is to make books. So we actually in the in the office where I work, we make the the books, and sometimes we have to think how to make them. So it's if they're made of hard paper or soft in the cover or other things. So if you use images, how do you think a books a book for children should look like? For example, big or small? I think like pretty big because like if I read more of it, then like if it was scary, then it would be more adventurous, like much more adventurous. Mm-hmm. And we we sh- should we use images? Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they would maybe like a more just like black and white with, with a little, I think they would like, like lots of colours, like colours for everything. Hold on, they don't get that. So black and white or colours? I, th- I think if you're like pretty big and you read like Rondal stories or like scary stories, then I think it would be better like black and white. Hmm. Because, like, if it was scary, then, like, if you did a monster, like... Uh-huh. I think it would be all black because it would look, like, more scarier. Like, like if it's, like, someone creeping up, like, with with their hands with claws and with a nasty face, it should be all black okay. or white. Or all white. <laughs> okay, so all one colour. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make a, a big book and with with images in black and white um okay and when we use when a writer uses difficult words in a book what should they do so that the the the, the, write, the reader the child reader understands everything they should like make it more or less like like a little bit more like from the picture you'd you'd get more of what that word means if like a child didn't get the word like enthusiastic like that would be like really excited mm-hmm. like like if they didn't understand that then the writer could put like a picture of the person in the main character in the story really excited like <laughs> okay but maybe sometimes imagine that you're writing a different kind of book not one that is telling you stories that are invented, but they're telling you stories that really, really happened. For yeah. example, like, I remember you read one about the fire of London. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I think if a child didn't know about that, like, what it mean, like, getting the water from the real Thames, like, they can, like, put a picture of people getting water from the river Thames and walking up to the fire and just, like, dumping the water on the fire. Uh-huh. Ah, okay, so again with pictures, with yeah. images. But if you if you were the writer yourself, imagine that there was a school in which the children teach other children and you've learned a bit of the history yourself. And if you were to teach that bit of history to the other kids, how would you make that? Would you use a book? Would you write a book? Yeah. Uh-huh. I would do like a cartoon and write a book. Because like if you saw the cartoon, then you would see a little bit more or more or less. But if you write the book, then you would, like, know much more. Mm, okay, so you would do both things always together. 
Yeah. And one last thing is, um, how do you think that the books by children, written by children, would be different from the books written by grown-ups? I think, like, if they didn't know everything about the book, they could, like, make up a little bit more things. It would be, like, more interesting. Like, if they were, like, writing an Indian book and they didn't know how... and they wanted to write how much... how many years it took to build the Taj Mahal, they didn't know that. Then they could, like, invent a little bit, like, the Taj Mahal took 100 years to build. So children would invent it, and that would make it more fun. You know, I never thought about that. And one last thing to add, because we talked about cartoons, games, books, and let's talk about puppets. Sometimes. So, so like, if you write in a book of like, of like about the Taj Mahal, you could also use puppets of doing it, because if you ha- if you made like. A puppet of the Taj Mahal, then you could like do, you can make up the story of like the Taj Mahal with puppets. And maybe that could be in part inside the book that you take them out and you can do it. Yeah, with puppets. You like pop up books, you know, pop up books, the ones that come out of the page. Yeah, they they are those books are like a little bit like puppets. Instead, they're not really puppets. They like. Put paper and then they like make it stand out. Like I don't know. Like like if you were looking at a pop up book of Venice, then like that like really good bridge. Then they would use like bits of paper like folded for the stairs. Okay. And then they add the color. That's a good idea. So we'll we'll pass that idea to all the publishers that are in among our listeners. And also you gave some good ideas for the writers. Now, maybe to finish, would you like to speak to the children that are in our li- uh, among our listeners and tell them maybe how do you think they should read or what they think they should read? Yeah, I have. So, like, I think this is one thing. I think that grown-ups... I think just, like, not grown-ups should be teachers. I think even children should be teachers. Because if, like, the children know something that they learn about, like, they can tell the whole class. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're doing now. So maybe tell our children which books, which book that you should, they should read that you liked and why. So, like... If you like India, if you're like an Indian and you want to know more about India, these are the books that I could say you should read Ramayana and Mahabharata because they are set in India near the Taj Mahal. And they are very adventurous. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. So our guest today has brought to Overmorrow's library two books, the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. Arturo, thank you very much for being with us today. And we will meet next time for another special episode of Overmorrow's Library, here from the Center of Contemporary Arts in Geneva. Goodbye. Goodbye.